Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Marissa Benet and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. Me too. And today we're going to discuss a critical part of real estate. That's the multiple listing service or MLS as we all call it. So understanding and using the MLS correctly is a huge part of our jobs as real estate professionals. So it's important real estate agents understand and adapt to changes in the policy. That's true. And there have been some really big policy changes to the MLS over the past two years. And there's more on the horizon. Oh my goodness, is there ever. So, I, you know, I'm happy that we're taking time to talk about the changes today. So it's going to be important conversation for agents just to listen to. It absolutely will be. And we are joined by two individuals today who really know a lot about the MLS at the local level um, and some of the changes that have come down. So we're joined by Blair Taylor and Blair is the managing partner of Remax DFW Associates Frisco Starwood and Shauna Equisto, who is the broker owner of Equisto Real Estate. And both of them are involved on our MLS committee here at the Collin County Association of Realtors. So here we go. This is, this is a really hard hitting and it's a tough question. So I need you guys to brace yourself because I okay. want to know, why does MLS policy change? Why does the policy change? To assure that we evolve in a manner uh, which satisfies the requirements of the law. Um, our industry is always changing, so we have to keep up and stay on top of it. And there's always a change, always a need for the change. As I, I completely agree, Sean is right. That the reason it changes is our industry changes and different rules and regulations change. And when that happens, then we have to make adjustments to keep up. Well, that's a very nice answer. I was really expecting one of y'all to say, well, it's because agents and shenanigans, you know. <laughs> Clients and shenanigans, but uh, yeah, you know that's that's it's very true because I think a lot of people really think that you know some of these changes come out of nowhere, and they don't understand. And it's you uh -huh. know we they we they show up to meetings with pitchforks. So, <laughs> so, um, Blair, Shawna, what would you say? Who or what is the priority of the MLS? where we can facilitate cooperation between brokers. And if the MLS did not exist, brokers would, you know, create their own systems, which would, you know, be fragmenting rather than consolidating property information. It would have everything, you know, not consistent. And this is a way for us to have one system that provides uh, data that's accurate that we can disseminate out. Uh, for consumers. So I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a true necessity for, for us to offer accurate information to consumers. And that's what I would, I would piggyback off of that. Um, it's accurate information for both licensed agents and their customers. So uh, this, they're serving really both, even though it's the agent, the licensed agent that has the access to the information. Um, it's used to determine value and, uh, and several things that also affect the consumer, even though they don't have direct access. So, guys, can you help our listeners out here? Uh, let, let us know. So, MLS policy change, where does it come from? Is that a national state or does that come here 
from the local level? It comes from both. Um, we have the Netris, which is our our governing MLS board, if you will, uh, locally for here here in North Texas. And so any change that, that, that they're going to make is going to directly affect us and our association. But also if NAR has a change, as they have here recently, that filters down um, and, you know, it'll come, it'll still come, I guess, the chain of command is still come through Netris, but we as an association have to comply with the change that the national folks would make. NAR, Donna? I mean, they create the, the, the standard policy for us to adhere to. And then we, like Blair said, we have Netris that creates you know, the, the rules and regs for our specific uh, association and area because it varies from state to state. So we have to start with and, the NAR policy and then our local associations do have rules and regs that are created for us. Now, if, it, if, it come, if it comes from NAR, it's something that will, you know, need, need to be in compliance with. But because we are local, we also have several changes that just affect, you know, the, the members of Metris. And a lot of them are, you know, very positive recommendations to add a search field or, you know, put, put in some options that help us in our local uh, real estate environment. So let me let me ask you guys this, because I, as a member, I kind of felt that sometimes, you know, a, a policy change will roll down from NAR and it seems like new and shocking to me. Does our local committee, our MLS committee, do they discuss these things? Do we know in advance to these NAR policy changes coming out? Like what's y'all's perspective? Being completely candid here. I think that the MLS committee is the first to address an issue or a change. And, you know, it's everything that comes down doesn't always come to fruition, if you will. So the committee will discuss it and go over what, what we need to do and then at the appropriate time present it to uh, membership. It's kind of like a filter, but, you know, Terry Smith is our staff liaison for MLS. <clears throat> and he's very good about sending out to the committee members you know, the latest changes so we can all review them and then we discuss them at our next meeting. So it's not like it's the meeting when we discover all of this. So we have time to see it and kind of think mm -hmm. about them prior to the meeting and submit any questions. And then we can have really good discussions about them um, at the MLS committee meetings. That's, I think that's so important for members to understand is that when there's a new policy change, sometimes when you're out there working with your head down, you're not involved in these committees and you feel a little blindsided on why this policy change happened when in fact it's been up for discussion for months and months leading up to it. And I think that's kind of been um, a disconnect uh, that we've seen because in, in more of a need of volunteers for the MLS committee, MLS committee to me is extremely important. And I know Blair and I have both been a part of it for, for many years and both chaired the committee as well. But, you know, if, if the first time you just hear of a policy change and you don't agree with it, well, there's been many, many discussions along the way that, that have been had. 
And so if you're a part of the MLS committee, then you've heard about them and you're starting to understand and ask the questions as to why this change happened rather than hearing it for the first time and having, you know, not really agreeing um, on the change. So you should be involved in the MLS committee um, if you want to know about all of these changes because there's a lot of discussions, like I said, that we have. Great discussions from all perspectives. It's it's wonderful. That's a very good point. And, you know, talking about some of the policy changes, um, can you fill us in on some of the changes that have happened in the last two years or so? So the big one that, you know, Blair and I have been working on as well is the clear cooperation change. So that has been, you know, I would say one of the biggest fundamental changes in, in many, many years. But in what the clear cooperation change was is it requires us to list the property. Once we list the property, um, it has to be or show the property. It has to go into MLS within one day. So it, you know, what this does and, you know, there was a lot of uh, discussions around it that people weren't in favor of it. But what it does is it levels the playing field. We all have to follow the same rules. So if things were happening behind the scenes and, you know, I wanted to sell my own listing, so I put it out there and then I sell it myself. I don't ever put it in MLS. Well, that's not really fair to anyone, the, the seller, the other agents, or the consumer, which is really what we are advocating for is to keep this fair for the consumer. So. You know, Blair and I <clears throat> have been working on this because NAR has now come come down with with penalties if you don't adhere to this clear cooperation policy. And we were in charge of coming up with what are these penalties and what is fair. Um, and there's been many, many, many discussions on that, right, Blair? <laughs> yes, much much discussion and. You know, quite frankly, if you do have a policy, you need, you know, uh, okay, well, what if? You need some the enforcement side of that. If somebody does break the rule, um, I think overall we've been very lenient uh, in the past about giving out a warning and, and, and actually quite fortunate that most of the agents comply and just take care of it. Uh, NAR has said you need more, you need more teeth business. Than just a slap on the hand. So uh, we weren't, you know, excited about it, but it's something that we need to have in place. And we now do have in place. And for an agent that uh, won't correct an issue, now we have a remedy for it. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, Blair. And, um, you know, I'd like, can you give me some more examples of how the policy changes to the MLS have affected our local real estate agents? Well, we've just, we're just implementing that. So um, I don't know that our, our local folks have uh, felt the change. Many have, of course, hopefully been educated on clear cooperation and uh, what to do and what not to do and, and what are the possibilities if you, you know, break a rule. Um, so over the next uh, weeks or months, we're going to be educating our members on what these changes are and that these fines actually do exist and will be levied. 
uh, or an infraction. So uh, right now, the direct answer to your question is, I don't know that our, our agents have been impacted very much, but they're going to be, and we're going to do our best to let them know that it's coming before we just start handing out signs. Yeah. So, well, let me ask you this, Shauna. Other than clear cooperation, what other MLS policy changes have affected our local realtors? Um, I would say also as of recent, well, last couple of years, the coming soon, you know, putting the coming soon um, ability out there. I think this is really huge for for agents because it doesn't get disseminated out through the third-party sites. This is something that provides a value for us as realtors is we have the ability to put it in a coming soon status to let our clients have first look at at the property, right? Um, So I think it actually gives agents an advantage out there. So that was a change that directly affected us that we have the ability to you know, to provide an additional value. I think that's something that we we worry about as agents. So, um, Blair and Shauna, are these changes just for CCAR members or, or members of Netris for here in the North Texas area, or does it affect more agents beyond this area on some of these changes that y'all have talked about? Well, each board, I guess, other than a directive from NAR would be uh, responsible for making their own changes. So we really have, um, if, if Netflix makes a change, it's only, gonna, it's only going to affect our members. And, and I say our members, uh, the members of Netflix. So it's going to affect the other MLS associations around, around it. Um, and there are what five now, seven or eight, maybe that are, Associated, uh, that maybe Shauna, that maybe the number may be higher than that, but yeah, um, I think you're correct. Then, you know, then outside of that, if it's a national directive, then it would, you know, affect everybody in our industry. But for the most part, and I hope I hope this answers your question. It's it's not affecting just the members of CCAR. It's it's anybody that subscribes to our NLS. Good, thank you. So. We've talked about a few different policy changes. So what is your advice? What's the best way for agents to stay informed of policy changes when they do occur for the MLS? Well, I think from a national level, you can always go to the NAR website, nar.org, and on their homepage, they have a list of, you know, the most recent topics. So recently, I uh, feel very fortunate. I was able to attend the board of directors at NAR and heard it firsthand, but by the end of that day, the changes were posted that were voted on and approved. These policy changes were posted on their website. So you're going to get the most accurate information there from a national level. And then any local changes are on, you know, our CCAR website. And I think most importantly is get involved in your MLS committee. That's the best way to stay informed and be able to have meaningful discussions about it, thoroughly understand it so you can share it with, you know, your agents or your colleagues and spread the word. I think agents would also be amazed. I know several of of mine have been because we've had a a class or two 
on the NECRS dashboard as another resource and place to go to see what are changes and also what are what's the what's available, what are the tools that are there for the agents to use. And it's probably a very misunderstood wealth treasure chest, if you will, of tools for the agents. Very good. Thank you. Um, so before we let both of you go, is there any last bit of information that you would like our listeners to know, whether it's about the MLS, how changes occur, anything that you think would be helpful for them? Well, I'll, I'll respond and say, uh, go get a, go get training, go get refreshed. Um, uh, uh, many times agents go through the initial training that's necessary to get them going and then don't go back. And I believe that an advanced searching class, and again, knowing what tools are actually there for you, are extremely valuable and, and important. Shauna? Yes, I agree. And uh, going back on what you said earlier, Blair, about the Netris dashboard, they have tutorials that you can take, and you can do them on your own time, you know, whenever you want. But these are very simple, quick tutorials that are very, very helpful. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's really good and getting involved. You can be involved in the MLS committee and just it's once a month. So you can get involved, be a part of the committee, join in and hear these things and hear the discussions. Hearing the discussions, you know, has caused me to think differently than I initially thought. So I think that's very valuable to be able to hear different perspectives and how people view the changes or, you know, just sometimes it takes me a little bit to thoroughly understand what does this mean and how is this going to affect us long-term? So I think getting involved is, is really key. Great. Very good. Well, thank you both for spending your morning with us. Um, I know that this conversation is going to help a lot of agents and a lot of our listeners. So we just really appreciate the expertise that you had to share today. So thank you. Thanks for, having, Thanks us. for having us. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Blair. Yes, thank you. Right, bye-bye. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us again. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, we want to know it. So email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear us cover it this season. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And I will see you all at the closing table. Special thanks to our hosts, Jono Fernandez and Marissa Benet. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Ella Madden. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsell. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.